I've built this business and I have two boys. Neither of them are interested in lashing and I can't see them how they would want to take this business and do anything on with it as my legacy or anything. So like, what am I doing here with this business besides lashing? That was the other thing that kind of pushed me into this direction. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. Well, when you first said it, I was going to hang up. <laughs> yeah, and... It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Auto, Mitter, Andre Show from Elibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I, I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we're excited to have Heidi Steigman on our podcast. Who is she? Well, she is a Lashy Award-winning artist. That's right. We are having a Lashy Award-winning artist on our show. Actually, we got to know Heidi last year when she came and took one of our trainings, and then, then she actually won an award, and we started talking to her more, and like, wow, really, we should uh, you know have our podcast. It would be fun to have you on. Plus, she's been in the industry for a while, and this has a lot of twists and turns in her career, and we thought it'd be really great to have her come on and share all the different stuff, because I know you guys, you're on your journey too, right? And it's always nice to hear someone come out and say, hey, guess what? I've been there. I've done that. I know what you feel, and hopefully you'll get a lot of encouragement from this episode. In fact, I know you will. All right, but before we get into the interview, we do have announcements. All right, what do we have first going on? Well, the first thing I want to announce is on May 1st, that's May Day, I guess, at 6.05 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're going to be doing a live episode of our podcast. What does that mean? Because, you know, what's live? Like, well, it's going to be sore live, meaning that Tusk and I are going to go on and we're going to go on Instagram Live and we're going to go YouTube Live, and then you could join us in the chat and talk to us and ask questions and we can interact and hopefully we'll see where it goes. I have no idea. We've never done this, but we would love to see you there. So if you're somewhere in the world, block off that time. We are on West Coast time here, Pacific Standard Time. So look at basically 6.05 and then calculate accordingly. All right. So hopefully we're in a range where most people, at least in the United States, uh, on the mainland can do it because it's being 6.05 and 9.05. So I think that's evening. It's a Monday night. So a lot of you don't work on Mondays, I know, because you work Tuesday through Saturday. We're hoping this will get us at least, you know, 10, 20, 30 people. I don't know. Actually, I think we'll get more than that. But that said, we'll see. We'll find out. It's our first time ever doing it. It sounds like a fun idea. And if we can get some of you on live, we might do that too. I don't know. I have to figure out how that works. <laughs> I don't know if YouTube, you can bring people on. I think we have to set up through a streaming service and then we have to go through Zoom or some other service. And if it's too much work, we'll just do it live and you can come hang out, ask questions and get to see us record a podcast. So it will be really fun. And we're celebrating 300 episodes, guys. This won't be the 300th episode. That's been released beforehand because we couldn't get our act together and it's on time. But that said, this will be 302, 303, close enough. I think it's a big achievement to get 300 episodes. I think we're the only last podcast that's gotten to 300 episodes. Probably because we didn't do it longer than anyone else. But that said, uh, we're very uh, proud of that. Plus, we're going to be hitting 2 million downloads by the first week of June if things go as scheduled, as if our listenership continues as is. So that's pretty cool. That means we're almost doing like 1 million listens. A, uh, basically, 1 million people are, are listening or playing our podcast every year now, which means next year we'll be celebrating 3 million or more, hopefully. So that's pretty cool, guys. And it's only because of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please show up. We'd love to hang out with you and answer your questions and just celebrate a, uh, a you know, for us, a big achievement. So don't generally try to, to toot our own horns too much, but 
once you get the numbers like this, it feels like we should at least take a small break from the normal stuff and celebrate and go from there. All right, what else we have going? Well, LashCon tickets are up for sale. Basically, the six-month payment plan will be changing to a five-month payment plan at the end of April. So if you want to spread it out over six months and pay the least amount over a long period of time, this is your week. Go buy your tickets now before. And by the way, we only have like 30 VIP tickets left. So those will be selling out very soon. So get those, get that, and go from there. Um, Tesla's last retention course. We are going to be in New York in just a couple of weeks on May 6th and 7th. We do have tickets. I think we've sold down four or five seats, so we still can sell three or four more seats. So if you want to come and hang out with us in New York, and then on Saturday night, go to Lash Bash and have fun there. I know, I think it's sold out, but I'll, if you come to our event, we'll find a way to get you in. It costs more extra money. There's no, you don't get that as a bonus ticket, but that said, if you want to come to both, Reach out to me and we'll work out a deal. We'll make it happen, all right? DM me or text me or email me, paul at lashcast.com. Uh, we're going to be in Austin in June, 17th and 18th. And then we're going to be in Hawaii, which we haven't got the tickets up yet, but we'll have them soon, June 8th or July 8th and 9th, which is only a month before our daughter's wedding. So this is like one of our last things we're doing before we disappear into the wedding. And then really, we're going to be in Lashcon mode for like three months and you, we. Dude, we're doing nothing. We're not speaking. We're not traveling. We're just going to stay home and focus on making sure this event is kick-ass, which, by the way, is um, what uh, I think this official uh, slogan for our event. LashCon is kick-ass. Actually, what it is, LashCon is more now, what I say is it's, it's like Coachella for lashes. It, there's going to be so much going on. So you got to build your own con and don't try to do everything. Just come, enjoy it, absorb it, and then whatever you can't absorb or watch don't worry it's all being recorded you can go back after the event and watch all the speakers and such afterwards uh let's see what else we have going on we have our ibs party ticket sales for that go up this weekend actually we're going to be at the last boss summit and we're going to be posting that online so if you want to come and hang out party with us and shelby from last boss radio and about 200 plus other people like we did last year at the sahara hotel penthouse we'll then Go right now. Link's going to be not in the show notes, but go to our Instagram. You'll see a link there and go and get your ticket. They, those we sold out last year, so we expect they'll sell again. And the first 100 guests swag bag. Really cool swag bag. All right, what else? Da, 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 da. Oh, Orlando. Gosh, our other mini LashCon is going to be June 3rd through the 5th in Orlando. So um, we don't have the, I don't have the speakers up yet, but it's going to be an amazing group of people real soon and basically for like 75 bucks you get three days of a massive trade show 60,000 plus people and you can come to all the speakers we have like seven or eight speakers over three days can be really cool automator will be there testing will be there who else is there maddie from lighthouse heart lash um mckenzie from mac lash mob i i know it i don't know what she calls her thing now (laughs) <laughs> feel horrible. Um, who else will be there? Gretchen from My Brand Lashes, Val from um, Beauty by Val. What else? I, there's more. I'm just going off the top of my head. And right now, if any of you are listening, you're going, Paul, you're seriously butchering everything that I know about my, about, you should know me. You should know me. You asked me to come speak at your event. I know, I know, but I don't have notes. That's my problem. I do these things off the top of my head. So you can just, you know, email your complaints to Tuss, okay? And she'll take care of it. <laughs> All right, that's all I have for announcements and all the fun stuff that's coming up. This Man, the next three months are going to be crazy busy. Hopefully, we'll see you, whether it's in Premiere, we'll see you in Vegas. Maybe we'll see you this weekend at Last Boss Summit. We'll see you at something, I hope, and uh, it'll be fun. It should be really cool. Or one of our trainings. We've got lots of trainings coming up and lash bashes. So, all right, guys, let's now, let's turn our attention back to why you're probably listening, not to hear me babble on about all the things going on, but you want to hear from Heidi and hear about her last journey. So let's get to that now. Hello, Smart Cookies. I am so excited to have as a guest for our interview today, someone very special. I'm going to introduce her in just a second. She has been a Lashy Award winner, among other things. She's also a former student who has taken my class about retention I'm pleased to introduce Heidi Steigman to you today, and she's got a lot of stuff going on, which I think can be an awesome inspiration for you. So Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, guys. Yeah, hello. <laughs> and we're excited to have you on because, well, we've, we've gotten to know you the last two years, and it's been a fun journey and seeing you blossom and grow, obviously winning the last year award. When we saw you on the list, like, we don't know who's going to win. Like, when we sent out to the judges, they give their rankings and numbers 
And then they come in, I tabulate, and I saw that you rose to the top. I was like, how cool. Yes, yes. (laughs) We knew she was a good one. Yes. So I was pretty excited. I I did apply the first year, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I just kind of submitted blindedly. And then I realized what the requirement was. Mm -hmm. And so the second year I submitted, I was just like, keep it small. Keep it down to what the perfect part of of all the things that you do. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and won two. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's and that's what I hope people are listening right now because I one of the things that I think people think, oh, I can't win. Or they try once and they give up and they realize, okay, I guess it wasn't good. We our first year when we applied, we based this off the salon today, top two hundred salon awards that's been going on for like twenty some years. And our first year we won nothing. We got nothing. Then the second year we won one. I think it was. And then the third year we won like seven out of 11. Oh and then we That's won awesome. the next year, six out of 11. And our last year, I think we won eight or 11. It was like, so the thing is, is you that learn. once you apply, you begin to also think, what are they looking for? What is it that I can improve? And I'm sure that you can attest to this, that your business improved because of the things that you were aiming for. And you had a, a vision for what you're supposed to be doing. I learned from the Lashy winners. Hmm. So tell us, you know, what is it about your customer service? Tell me, let's, I, I want to dive into that. That was what was really important to me about LashCon was just engaging and creating those, that community and those um, relationships with people. So once I kind of heard little tidbits of different things and started to apply them to my business and saw how things were happening, I was like, trying this again. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. No, that's great. And that, I think hopefully that's encouraging people because the last year awards will continue to grow. And we don't just pick one winner, by the way. It's not one out of every category because there's many people that are doing great work in the yeah. same category. Yeah. We don't believe there's one person doing the best customer service, one person using technology the best. There, As long as you hit the high bar, which we do set a high bar, if you beat, beat that and match it, we could have three, four, five winners in that category. So um, it's something that... It's a little bit different. And we, have, we don't have the fun nomination process where you say, and the nominees are, and then you hear the one winner. As much as I think that would be really cool. That's just not the kind of competition it is. Yeah, this is a little bit more, okay. I don't know. It was Award. It's about honoring those, those all are, those yeah, that are doing great work. Great work. So, well, I love people first to get to know. We, obviously, we shared your uh, last year award winner, but there's a lot more to you than that. And I thought it would be great to start with maybe just sharing a little bit about your background and how you got into lashes and all that. Oh, my last journey is kind of a crazy story to make it very brief. Um, well, I think everybody has crazy lash stories, but um, I struggled as a single mom my entire life. And I kind of defined myself or my parenting as thugging it out. So it required <laughs> me to work multiple jobs at a time, which I thought, God, why are you doing this to me? It just didn't make any sense. The road was so tough and so hard. And then when I was 36, I was actually diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And that put me into menopause, which then I started gaining weight like crazy. I also realized at that time I had a mutated gene that left me susceptible to more cancer and diseases and things. So waiting tables was just, was my primary bread and butter and it was just becoming too difficult. So I knew I needed to find something else that was flexible that I could do and would still allow me to be a single mom and lashing kind of fell into my lap. And I've hardly looked back since. It's amazing to think um, just not even 10 years ago, I was working three jobs and now I work for myself, one job. I turn my lights on, I turn my lights off. And um, I only wish that I would have found lashing sooner for my kids. That's my only regret in that whole, that whole story. But since then, I've just kind of trying to been trying to figure out what am I going to do with this lashing career? Because I don't know that I'm going to be a little bit older here soon. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it forever. So I've been desperately trying to figure out how can I grow this business and and make it evolve into something more than just me sitting behind the chair lashing every day, which I thoroughly enjoy. I just want more. I want to be challenged. Well, this is one of the reasons why we're so excited to talk to you and bring you on the podcast, because I think that you you're doing some amazing things that is going to be a blessing and a benefit to those in the industry, but also you're leading the way to showing another avenue of what you can do. I mean, if you still want to lash, just maybe a little bit on the side, but you want to pivot to have a different business and it's not necessarily going in, in the line of like having a salon where you have people working underneath you. I think that you've got some really neat ideas and I'm so excited for you to share so why don't we just get into it? Yeah, I think for those of you listening, and we hear this all the time from lash artists, 
and you know, most of you work alone in the room. We use that. It used to be part of our podcast. He is alone it. in the room. Yeah, we're, we're all alone. In the room. We're working alone in the room. And so that means long days sometimes in solitude. And that can get a little tiring old, especially if you start thinking, I'm going to do this for 30, 40 years. I mean, I'm not going to be around for that much but doing lashes that long. But if you're 25 right now or 20 years old, just getting in industry, you're probably thinking this is my career. And you might be really excited today, but man, three, four, five years, you might be going, okay, is this all there is? Well, well, needs can change. Yeah. I mean, your family dynamics, the pressures on you to be a wife or a partner, whatever, those things can change. You have different seasons of life. So, yeah, everyone thinks that the next step is always either like trainer or maybe a, a, a lash salon. salon. But there's other options, too. And that's one of the things I think Heidi's right now doing. She's exploring some other things and we want to get her on to talk about. So you can maybe tell us, like, maybe what the evolution to get in here and what did you consider? Like, when you were looking at the horizon, you're like, what options do I have? What were some of the things you were thinking that maybe you first didn't do? And then we'll get into the ones that you're, you are trying. Initially, I felt like the natural progression would be to start a, a lash brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Become a lash educator. Or expand my salon and grow it with more girls. Mm -hmm. And um, I, so I kind of tried bringing in some new people. And I just quickly realized that that just didn't sit well with me. The energy wasn't good with for me. I wasn't as productive as I needed to be. I just surrendered to it and just decided, you know, you're just not good at it. Let's try something else. Because management, that's a whole other thing, right? Look, managing people, doing lashes, like there's almost no commonality and skills that needed there. Can we crack a little bit deeper and say, I get it that it didn't sit right with you, but like, can you give us like one straw that broke the camel's back or just like a thumbnail view of what that was like? Professionalism is a very big deal to me and how you present yourself as a professional, how you speak as a professional, how you treat your clients, the customer service, all of that is from the moment you make the appointment, you never get that opportunity back to make that first impression. So that's super important and it should lead and follow all the way through to the moment you come to your appointment and you walk out the door with right. me. So when I would see things like, I don't know, just not even caring about your personal appearance. <laughs> <laughs> just got out of bed, you know, yeah. bedhead. Or how about, you know, I just don't feel good today. I'm just going to cancel the rest of my appointments because that's the benefit of this job is I have the flexibility that I can do that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you but, can. You know, <laughs> it's there's a sacrifice. Yeah. You know, and it happens to be every Wednesday. So social media was also another thing for me, trying to promote these girls. Mm -hmm. And having their name, having my name on their social media pages, and then not necessarily posting professional content. That was difficult for me. And when I found myself coming home at night with tension headaches and just knots in my stomach, I thought, why am I doing this to myself? This yeah. is just ridiculous. I don't have to do this. Exactly. You don't have to do it. And no. It comes down to this really uncomfortable part that people don't think about when they get into managing. You have to have a lot of difficult conversations. We get into the lash industry. I think most people get into beauty because they like to make people happy. And when you mm -hmm. now have to go against that and your no job is no longer just to please clients, but now your job is to hold others accountable and say, you know what, that, what you're wearing right now, not going to work. Pajamas aren't going to work. No, you do have and to canceling on clients. Nope. Can't do that. And all these things. Now you're, you're a parent, right? You're now, and I know you have <laughs> kids and you're like, I already did that. <laughs> Hands up. Don't shoot. Like I'm done for sure. Yeah. And that's what it felt like as I was, I was kind of parenting again. You already did it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. And it wasn't easy. I just told you guys that was a hard job. I was yeah. lucky to get through it. So, <laughs> no. so I was like, I need to find something else. And that was hard to actually even just say, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I want to keep trying. I want to give you another yeah. chance. I want to keep going. You can do this. You know, I don't want to be that person that's not encouraging, but then it comes down to here. I'm encouraging, but I'm, I'm not getting anything in return. Nothing's changing. And yeah. I was just like, not for you. Let's just call it quits. No, yeah. and then I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people feel like that's a sense of like failure on their part. Like, oh, like us, us, we close our salon and it can feel bad. And it feels like you let down. But I actually think in a lot of ways it's enlightenment. It's like you've come -aware. to be self-aware of where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and where you're going to thrive better and where you're going to have a lot more joy than wrangling employees if that's not really your thing. And that's exactly what I said is I was like, I need the joy. I need that back. 
Okay, so you found out that wasn't the way to go. And it sounds like products, you were thinking, nah, I don't want to develop products. No, the reason why I decided not to go with a product line either is because when I saw that products or brands were hand testing tweezers and actually, you know, let's say we buy a hundred tweezers and we're only going to get actually 70 that are going to work for us. And that means we have 30 tweezers over here that what are we going to do with? Do we scrap these? This is money to me. The percentage wise just wasn't enough for me. I worry about glue and shipping and all that kind of stuff and the temperament of it. And I just thought, you know, that just feels like another headache. I really respect <laughs> the brands that decide to dive into that and perfect their products. Yeah. And that's why I want to promote them. Yes. I want to promote their hard work because I just thought, I don't know that I want to sit in a room and hand test a hundred tweezers either. So. Yeah. See, this is another area that people don't think about when they go into that. And I'm glad you brought this up. It's, it's a term called logistics. And logistics is how do you get everything to actually arrive and get to the client in some way, right? How do you go from some sourcing the material to going to China, get manufactured, to coming to you, packaging, testing it, verifying it's good, sending things back if it's not what all this stuff, it's all logistics and coordination and it's a pain in the butt. It's a lot of very boring manual work that doesn't really, there's not a lot of creativity to it. So mm -hmm. And we're creatives. So when you're a creative at heart and now you're told your job is to just yeah. order and source materials and look at products and test things and all that, all of a sudden you're like, where's the creativity in this? And not a lot of creativity, maybe the packaging, <laughs> you know, you get creative. Yeah. So, oh, I get to make some packaging, but you do that once and then it's kind of done. So yeah, I think it's again, a little self-awareness on your part to say, okay, that's not my wheelhouse. So cool. So what's next? The next thing was actually to be teaching. I'd had some noise in the background. People were kind of calling and asking, and I didn't know really where to start with that either. So what I ended up doing is I took Nala's um, instructor's course, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they taught me what I should have in my manual. And all the education kind of gave me a nice outline, taught me how to like present my education, how to market myself a little bit. And I took that information. And then for the next year, I wrote a manual. All right. There you go. And I didn't realize how long that was going to yeah. actually be. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot. Oh, I'll have this done in 90 days. Like yeah. I had it all like mapped out. Heck no. no. Trying to extract all of those micro movements and tiny little things that we just take for granted. Involuntarily do now. We don't even think about it anymore and try to like break it down. I loved the creativity of that though. Mm -hmm. And I loved the creativity of building my manual and putting all the graphics and pictures and fun colors and fonts and all that kind of stuff. Then I was finally like lighting up. I was like, okay, this is feeling good. I like the way this feels. And then I kind of did a little bit of teaching and <laughs> people get excited. And I was like, okay, I really like this. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to keep doing this. This feels good. I've been trying to move in that direction That's and great. kind of share all of my knowledge. And in the meantime, just continue to fill my bank of knowledge. Yeah. By the way, a side note question on the manual, because I think that's the biggest obstacle for a lot of people. It's like, oh, I, want, I can't start teaching until I have a manual, which by the way, technically speaking, I'd say you don't have to have a manual to do it. It's not probably a smart thing to do, but if you just want to start practicing, you'll charge a lot to start getting that muscle to start learning and you'll find out what's missing from your notes. Like, oh crap. You were asking questions about this and I never even thought about that. I didn't think I should go write that up and include that in my training. But did you use other manuals or did you just kind of start from scratch and just create this all from your own kind of your head and all that? Yeah. So the outline that Nala provides you does have it broken down into an index. There's probably like 17 chapters within each of those chapters. There's pinpoints of things that they want you to make sure that you hit within that chapter and that you talk about. So I just took that outline and I basically just created a binder and divided it into chapters and just started writing. Yeah. It's the hard work. And it's also the type of work that you don't wait to be inspired to do. It's a lot of people when it comes to writing, oh, I'll just write when I'm inspired. You'll never be inspired. You just <laughs> got to do it. Just got to do it. I would write one chapter and I would be like exhausted. I'd be like, oh God, I'm done. I can't do anything more. And then the next day I would pick it up and I'd write like five chapters. And mm. it, like it was nothing. So yeah. 
It is like that. Yeah. You just do the work. It's like anything in life. You don't wait to be inspired to go out and do lashes. You just go do it. You show up, take the clients, do the lashes, whether you're inspired or not. It doesn't matter. So writing that manual, same idea. All right. So training now is what you've been working in. You've been trying that out. And, but I know you have some other ideas that you currently have actually started working on. I have to say my first experience breaking out of my little lash box was actually coming to LashCon in 2021. And at that point, I realized there's a huge gap between lash brands and the products and the lash artists. I know in my area, there's still only about five brands that are used consistently. I see them all over the forum boards and things on social media. They're tossing around the same names. My whole world had just been opened up when I walked into that room and saw all of those brands and was able to actually touch them and feel the lashes and actually feel the tweezers and see how the adhesive gripped before I bought anything. And so I thought, this is really cool. This can't be the only way that this can be done. Like I have to figure out a way where I can help bridge that gap. So one of the things that I've done is I've started a YouTube channel because I learned at LashCon 2022 that content on YouTube is evergreen. And so it is going to be around for a long time. And it's much easier to go back and find than on something on social media. So I thought, well, why am I working? I need to be working smarter, not harder. And if I'm creating long form content, I can use that in my social media, break it down however I want to. So that was my first thought was to let's create this YouTube channel. It's called at love it before you lash it. And I am um, just giving product reviews. I, this is, I spend all my own money and buy products and I test them out and I try them and I play with them. And then I try to give you a real time review of how it worked for me and what worked and what didn't work and what I liked about it. If I had to make any modifications to it, things like that. So that's been a lot of fun. Before we started rolling, you were sharing with me, and I think this is an experience that a lot of new lash artists have. They, they, they take a training, and sometimes the training can use scare tactics to say, these are the only products you can use, otherwise you're going to- You're going to die! Somebody's lashes, somebody's going <laughs> to die, you know? And it's like, being a good lash artist, you're like, I am not going to go outside of these boundaries, because I want to do what's best for my clients, but and you, you shared with me that you had this fear- right? Of trying something uh, because you didn't want to do something. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit about that? I actually have an interesting story. So in 2018, I had been open for just a little over a year. And that's when I realized that breast cancer was going to be a big deal in my family. And it was advised that I had a double mastectomy. So here I am scheduled for two surgeries back to back with all this recovery time. I was just kind of starting to get some momentum and then I was kind of halted. Mm -hmm. So my clients started going other places and they were experiencing adhesive and lashes from other brands. And I lost probably 75% of my clientele. Oh. I was devastated. And I remember talking to a woman who's a, a business mentor of mine. And she was like, well, Heidi, just go get the glue that they're using. And I'm like, but I can't. It's the integrity of my business. I have to use this kind. I can only use this. And she was like, no, Heidi, the integrity of your business is how you treat your clients. And if this is what your clients want, then you give them what they want. And I was like, oh, that's some, it was like somebody had ripped the Band-Aid off. And so all of a sudden I was just like bring it on, give it to me. And so I just started researching adhesives and I was like, well, if I'm going to step outside of the box, I'm going to, I'm going to find the best one that I can. Yeah. Fantastic. And so now it's like what you're doing is like by testing these things, seeing how they work in real life. Not only are you giving people permission to, to do that, but you're giving your expertise and say, this, this is what's worked for me. This is what I experienced, which is super, super valuable. So somebody doesn't have to do all the research that you've already done. Mm -hmm. I've spent thousands of dollars and countless sleepless nights testing products. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give a kudos to you. You've shared now a little bit about your health history. And I, I just got to say, I'm so, I, I'm, I just really, just give you a shout out. I just really respect you. And what you've gone through and you fought through is amazing and inspiring. I didn't know about any of this stuff. And I just appreciate you sharing because it's, um, I know that that's for many people, they use those as reasons why they don't do stuff like, oh, 
I'm sorry, I have this, I have that. And for some people, that is the right answer. Like you can't do certain things. You have to pull back, you have to change, pivot. But for you, I can see that's been like almost the fire behind you to keep fighting, to keep pushing through. I know you have two sons who love you, adore you, and are part of actually your YouTube, which is I thought was yeah. really cool too. Um, <laughs> I just want to give you kudos because I, I think you. it's um, hopefully it's for those of you it's out there. Worthy who are, are facing, and we all have our dilemma or struggles. We do. Um, and, we all have it. Yeah. And most of us don't talk about it, but it's just, you get through that fight that and be here today doing what you're doing. It's, it's super cool. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Now, the next thing I have in the pot cooking here, it's kind of all in the works. I don't have an opening date yet, but I am opening the first Lash Supply Boutique in West Michigan, where you will actually be able to come in and buy these are all curated, uh, my favorite products, my favorite brands. I'm not providing just one brand. I'm going to have a little bit of all of the brands of all of the things that I like. I like their tape. I like mm -hmm. their iPads. And mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to just have one of their yeah. thing, obviously, but I'm going to include more of their products. But I want you to be able to use all of the things that I'm using because another thing that I found when that whole situation happened to me is the gatekeeping was a really big mm -hmm. deal then. Mm -hmm. Tell us gatekeeping it's just not there anymore and it's just so silly and in the beginning it you know i remember trying to figure out well what glue is she using <laughs> what is yeah. she over there and i asked her i just thought hey let's be lash buddies and she was like i'm not telling you i've spent too much money trying to figure it out she yeah. that was her words to me so for a long time i thought maybe you had to keep what you were doing a secret and you don't not no, if you, you want to thrive not if you want friends we would have people call our salon and they'd ask and I'd say, yeah, we use, um, at the time, I forgot what brand it was. I just tell them and they'd be like shocked sometimes like, wow, you just told me what you guys use. I'm like, yeah, hopefully it's helpful. But I also say it may not work for you. It may not be the brand you like. You, you got to trust well, and try your You might be own. in a different area. You yeah. might have different needs. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> it's funny to see that people have been that way, but it's not. And thank God it's not because it's a- uh, It's like, real life. Yeah. 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 So- <laughs> And I don't want to be a part of that. I don't like that. I want to share. I want it to be a river of knowledge. And hopefully by opening the Lash Supply Boutique, you can come in, you can try the, you know, the tweezers, you can try the adhesive, you can feel the lashes, you can see and touch all of the products before you buy anything. And I want that to be just a, a snippet of, of what I can offer you as far as education goes on maybe down the road. Yeah. So can you tell us about East Michigan and, and, and how Is it you... West? I thought it was West Michigan. West. Yeah. Oh, it's West. <laughs> so yeah. So it tell us like about West Michigan. Yeah. Just so anyone listening, hopefully they'll look you up eventually down the road. I don't know how big our listener ship is in Michigan, but I'm sure we have a few at least. So yeah, maybe. Of course you do. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. So I, I am in West Michigan. I'm located right on Lake Michigan. I'm in a real touristy uh, hotspot for the summertime. I'm three hours from Detroit. I'm three hours from Chicago. Okay. So I'm kind of really now like a, a central meeting spot for both places. Yeah, yeah. And Indianapolis is about, what, four hours in or? About four or five hours. Yeah, yep. south. Yeah. I want to explore more of the store idea. And where did you get the idea from? And are you modeling after anything you've seen before? Or have you gotten any help from other people? So that's a great question because <laughs> I kind of made a fool of myself the first year I came to LashCon in 2021. I think her name is Sophia from Heavenly Lashes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sophia. Yeah, sweetheart. <laughs> I just girl crushed all over her because she had the first retail store that I had ever seen somebody actually put together. And I was like, I want to talk to you. Can I talk to you? Can I take your picture? Like I was like a crazy <laughs> girl fan. And and still to this day, I, I think when she sees me coming, she's like, oh God, here comes that crazy lady again. <laughs> But that's okay, Sophia. I love you. I, you're an inspiration to me. And her whole story is just so incredible. And so if you don't know who she is, everybody go check her out too. We've never had her um, on the podcast, I just realized. She is the, she's the, the swag, swag bag czar, man. Yeah. She knows how to organize. So she is in charge of that and for last She time. also has no problem managing people. And she doesn't care if you're not happy. Yeah, but she's also <laughs> she's very, kind. She's kind. But she's she, kind, she's, but she's firm. Just, she's firm. She's got good boundaries. Love Sophia. Hard worker and just an animal when she gets things done. She's been with us for three years now. We show 
share I, the love. I hope she never ever leaves. She's a rock that we build last gun on. It's amazing. Anyhow, I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. That whole area is super complicated, and I don't want to be anywhere near it no. except for take my bag and leave. So <laughs> give it good. Days and days and days in there. Like yeah. I, I give it she up. She is to amazing. Her. So you made a fool of yourself. I want to yeah. hear the fool part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I fangirled all over her. So I just started stalking her on social media. <laughs> okay. I know she started with a very, just like maybe one or two, three brands. And she just continued to grow and grow and grow. And I've just been watching her blossom throughout the years. And then through that, I met Katie Allen from yeah. Beautiful Walls. Oh, I love yeah. Katie. I love Katie. And I subscribe to the Lash Artist Box, which if nobody else, that's another great way to really get a bird's eye of great new products that are coming mm-hmm. out is to get into the Lash Artist subscription. But I really like Katie's, what she's kind of got going on. She does have a brick and mortar where she's selling um, lash supplies. She has like Ruthie Bell and Prolong, um, where she is carrying some of those other brands. And then she has her own brand. And she's really, and yeah. Super innovative she's, too. Yeah. She creates her own little tapes and products for lifting the lashes as you go. Yeah, she's yeah. great too. Do you know that she never took a lash class? No. Do you know her story? No. I, I, That's amazing. I interviewed her, but we didn't actually talk about her background on that. No. Yeah, she was working a job in corrections and decided it wasn't yeah, wasn't for I knew her. that. So yeah. She, so she quit and decided to do this lashing things. But before the lash class even came, she developed those spoolies in the test tube. Yes. Yep, yes. And it blew up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she never went to the lash class. <laughs> and she's been literally it. doing this ever since. She got so busy with the lash side of the business she that never got to lashing. She is a and shaker. She is so competent. Love it. I did not know that. I knew about the, her corrections officer, which I, I love. I love that the, we there's certain people with this unique backgrounds. Like Dina is a, a welder. Wel- is a, well, a friend of ours is, is a welder and does lashes. And then, Peterson. Oh, Dina wow. Peterson. Yeah. So it's just funny to see these people with very distinct, unique right. things. So anyhow, that's really cool to hear that about her path. I missed that part of her stories. Yeah. So I really like what she's doing. So I'm trying to model after kind of what she's doing, obviously without my own brand, but, you know, just curating all of my favorite brands and products that I think would be super helpful to new or even experienced slash artists. Yeah. And you have a store already, you already set up and you're sitting and get basically getting ready to launch that. Yes. So it is in the same location that I am at. I've just been blessed. My landlord loves me and I love her. <laughs> and so she's given me a beautiful space. And of course, lashing only takes up this much of it. So I have a great deal of space that I can use. I'm using a lot of like um, wall displays to display the product and stuff. So I can still have like interactive tables where you can come in and try things and work on the with the product and stuff. So now when you go to these brands, are they... Are they giving you wholesale pricing where it's like, okay, or do normally you have to be a distributor. Yeah. Or is it no? Cause let's say the trays soils for $18. Are they going to sell it to you for like nine? So that way you are matching what they're selling on the website or you have to take a little smaller cut. How's that all work out? Every brand seems to be different. Some of them have wholesale pricing and they offer obviously discounts depending on how much you spend. Mm-hmm. Been working with Untamed Artistry has been my first brand that I worked mm-hmm. with. And I've seen that one all the way through. So I will speak on that one, yeah. I guess. They gave me a couple of different options. If I met a certain spending amount, they would give me so much in free product oh. or I could take a certain percentage off my order. Mm-hmm. So I had the ability to do either or of, of how I wanted to do that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have a loan or anything out here. I'm, this is all me. So I've given myself a budget of what I can spend yeah. <laughs> to fill my store. And then, well, obviously we're going from there. So we'll see what happens. Okay. That's really cool. And then for you, you're going to just be marketing, obviously, in the West Michigan area and getting yeah. people. Right now, there's no one else offering this, I'm guessing, in your area? If they are, they're under a rock somewhere because I haven't found them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is good. That means you'll be I, – I, and I actually think this is something that people want. I do think there's plenty of room for regional distribution where you can be reaching out to those in your local community. So instead of having to call XYZ Lash Company – Hopefully there actually isn't really one that calls that because I tend to use it all the time for my example. Like we keep getting calls about this XYZ company. keeps Paul keeps referring to us. Uh, but that said – People are tired of COVID and tired of buying everything online. People would love to go to a store and touch things and try things and oh, talk yeah. to someone versus just everything's online. Okay, that's wonderful. But we're kind of tired. I think there's we're going to see a movement back to shopping in person and being around people and, and having connections. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's my mm -hmm. point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, I'm excited about this. And this is something I've seen other people do it like Sophia and like you said, Katie, and I know other people who are offering, I think actually Shelby, I think now is looking is offering products down that last spot, pink lady lash at her place because she has students too because she has a school in there and so forth so i think there's a lot of room for this so i hopefully other people are considering this too yeah well lashers are a special breed right we all know this it's like sometimes you think that you're just going to pick up the tweezers you're going to love it for most of us who are still doing lashes that's what happened but sometimes you don't know i mean for us when we had the salon we decided to stop hiring people who had never worked before had just came out of school because a high percentage of people would be like, as soon as they went through the training, they'd be like, oh my gosh, this is not what I want to do, right? It takes a certain kind of person and that's a huge investment. So you kind of had a neat solution to that. You want to share that? Yeah, I'm trying to quarterly do what I'm calling right now a career day for lack of a, a better title, because I remember being in last trainings and watching girls cry. Because they realized they got there, they paid all that money, and they figured out this, this was not, not for them. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it too. And that's so disheartening. And as an educator, I want to obviously give you your money's worth. And if you're not using it or you're not doing it, then I feel like I've done a disservice to you for whatever reason. My conscience just doesn't let me sleep at night. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is career day where I can bring you in for just say four or five hours, we will talk about lash growth and anatomy. Cause I think that that's important that you understand what you're working with. Mm -hmm. Then just talk about um, licensing versus certification and the requirements and what are specific, especially into my state. Mm -hmm. And then kind of go into a real basic application process where I teach you how to hold the tweezers, how to isolate, how to pick up that lash, dip it in glue and put it over and attach it to the lash. That is it. There's no more to it than that, because it, you know, right then and there, whether this is for you or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that figuring that out before you spend the money, the 10 grand to get your esthetician's license, and then another $1,500 to get certified. And then all the money that you spend to buy your product and the money trail just goes on and on and on. Let's back it up and let's figure out real quick, whether this is something that you want to do or not. Cause I knew, I knew after I lashed my first person that I was in. Oh, wow. Right. I lashed a mannequin and I was like, ha, 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 funny. Here's your mannequin back. I got like six lashes on there. And then my mentor was like, if you got six lashes on there, you can do this. Call a friend. So yeah. I called a girlfriend and literally smoke coming off her tires as she's peeling in the, in the parking lot. And it took me about six hours to get, you know, my yes. first full set on. And when she looked in the mirror, I was hooked. Oh, yeah. Wow. It is a magical moment. So I think that you're offering something that's super valuable. So anybody who's listening, if you have somebody that's been bugging you, a little sister, somebody's neighbor has kind of been asking you, is this good for you or not? You might want to turn them on to uh, Heidi's Boutique, her little... Yeah. Is this a one-on-one -on -one thing or is this more like a classroom setup? Small class. Okay. No more than 10. I want to keep it really small and intimate so I can at least answer questions and give you honest instruction on how to, to do it. Because that's the other thing. I think if you've ever gone with your sister or your cousin or your, your bestie to a lash appointment, you've watched that lash artist and they're putting those lashes on and they're lashing and they're talking to you mm -hmm. and they're doing, they have just made a very skilled thing look very, very easy. easy. Yeah. It's like watching oh, the Olympics not, and you exactly. see those people doing the flips. You're like, I could do that, right? <laughs> Never mind. You can't even do a somersault, right? Right. I know I can't, so I don't, I'm not delusional. You should try. You. We're going to, we should make you joke. I can't believe you've never tried. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think I tried to do a somersault when the kids were I was little. I was talking about time. somersault. I was talking about lashes. Oh, do lashes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I've, know why you've never tried to I have never, you never, you never offered to teach me. Well, you know, my first student was my youngest son. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. If I could teach him, I can teach anybody. And he was good at it. Oh, he was? See? Really? Yes. None oh, of my wow. kids are interested. Our kids no, are like, my, no, you know, mom, I don't want to do I hate beauty. Whatever. Like, <laughs> well, and that was the other thing, too. You know, like, I've built this business, and I have two boys. Neither of them are interested in lashing, and I can't see them, how they would want to take this business and do anything on with it as my legacy or anything. So like, what am I doing here with this business besides lashing? That was the other thing that kind of pushed me into this direction. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And so for you to build, let's say the store takes off and it has its own life. Is that something you think they would go into? Or is this something that you one day would hopefully be able to sell, I guess, and say, oh, hopefully someone will come along and buy my store and go that route? Maybe that would be exciting. Yeah, I've been trying to include them in other things like my YouTube and stuff like that, just because I want them to be a part of it. I really wish that they had been with me last year at LashCon because mm -hmm. that was just such a cool time just to receive a lashy and just to get that recognition. Yeah. It would have been really cool to share with my kids. It's been a journey. So. No, very much so. I was interested about you teaching your son. What was the story behind that? Was this where you're using that as a chance for you to practice teaching? Or is it more just he was interested to see what you were doing? I mean, what was the story behind that? Oh, my that? son? Yeah, yeah. But it was more of like a it was more like a test run for me. Okay. Like I, I always like to test it before I put it out there. So yeah. I was like, I got a little small group of people that I trusted to give me some feedback. And I was like, I'm putting you in my lash class for the day. So put it on your calendar and be here at nine o'clock. And I love it. I love that. Our kids would be like, are you paying me? Yeah, but no, I, I think it's great because I think, again, I just want to show people who are listening that that's innovative to me. Like you're, you want to do something and people, some people want to teach and they're like, I can't get someone to pay me to teach. That's fine. You don't have to. You could just start out with your family and start with hot hostages or take people that love you and say, look, I just need to practice. It's not, I'm not just going to come out of the womb ready to teach. Right. I got to have a little warm up, a little practice. So I feel a little more confident. So when someone does pay me, I can deliver. And I think that's great that exactly. you did that. Heck yeah, I did. And I actually put my social media girl through my class too. Oh, there. So she, she has all the knowledge and no skill. There you go. That's me. <laughs> but it's great. It really helps with like the social media aspect. And like when I'm like, can you read this over for me? Can you edit this for me? Like she's like, don't you think you should say adhesive and not glue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You know what I'm saying? There like, you go. It really worked twofold for me in that in that way. It's funny thing. All right. I want to praise our social media team because it's funny. We never had this talk. They listen to our podcast and they do stuff on our social media that I've never told them to do. And I'm like, but that's straight from our podcast. And I'm always so happy when I see that. And so I'm going to give a shout out to Megan and Kelly right now because they do their homework. They don't do lashes. They're not lash artists. They are marketers. That's their thing. But they listen and they learn. And like you, they are very highly skilled, I think, in lashes right now, but, or at least knowledge-wise, but aren't skilled. They, they, if you ask them to do right. lashes probably be a disaster but it's pretty cool that you've that you've done that with your your person too and i think that's something that people don't realize if you want to have that consistency in your marketing and your messaging to be make sense the people that work along you have to be part of it too because otherwise why you hire them if you write all the copy and you give them everything to say and you're like well i'm doing all their job anyways so and i need it to sound like it sounds like it's coming from me yeah. right? and you not have your voice her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear that. I guess looking back at this journey where you are right now, maybe is there one or two takeaways as you've kind of looked back and see the different things you've thought about trying and now what you are working, moving into any things encouraging or lessons or anything you thought you could be helpful for those who are maybe looking at their last career right now. And they're like, well, I do want to do something else. I'm just not sure what yet. I think being an entrepreneur, you have to be completely okay with change. And what may be a good idea in your brain looks great. It's in color, <laughs> and, you know, got all the detail to you. And then you put it out there and, and then you're like, okay, mm, that wasn't quite right. And let me switch that up. And you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it's failure. And why anybody ever said that failure was a bad word. I don't know, because honestly, that's just opportunity to learn for me. Yes. So bring on the failure. Cause I love to learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, and not in a painful way. No, no. <laughs> yeah, learn, but not painful if we can, if all possible. If we can. Yes. Yeah. So that is probably my biggest thing is just being okay with whatever way the wind is going to blow you. just allow that to happen because it all happens at the right time at the right moment. Mm. It's all in alignment. It's all the right thing. So yeah. And being okay with that because I have this hustle mentality in my blood that makes it really hard for me. I'm like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah. But then I have to be like, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> take okay, a step Just take a step back mm -hmm. and take a deep breath. Adaptability is underrated, I think. And because really 
entrepreneurs, I think that's all you face every day is something gets in your way of what you're trying to accomplish. It's like a story. It's like a movie, right? You have your hero trying to get out there to accomplish something. And every day something comes up, some monster, some person is going to try to thwart your plans, put you off, stop you. And if you can't adapt and show that flexibility and you, you're just going to be pissed off is what you're going to be just very angry and mad because the world is not going to go your way. It's going to fight you. That's really cool. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. Well, I think um, time flew as always. We, these things are always go much faster than I ever expect them to. And it's been wonderful to hear a little bit about your journey. Hopefully people listening can take a lot from this actually, because there's a lot of little things here and maybe we'll see more people opening shops in their communities to serve their last community or trainings or YouTube. I think like you said, YouTube is actually probably one of the most undertapped things in our industry. People love Instagram, love TikTok, but YouTube, I mean, I know probably the amount of YouTubers or last artists doing YouTube on a regular basis, probably less than 10 that I know of that are just really trying to do it regularly. It's very few because it's a little bit more buy-in, but man, the payoff I think is so much better. So uh, thank you. I appreciate you sharing all this wonderful thank information. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so good to see you both. Yeah. Hey, you're delightful. And where thank can people you. find you if they want to follow you on social media and your YouTube channel and all that? Yeah, actually, I just redid my website with Pretty Dash. And so if anybody's looking for uh -huh. website recommendations, I highly recommend Pretty Dash. Steven Strasel is just amazing. Everything is on my website. So HeidiBLashes.com will have all of my, you can link to my YouTube, my social media. I have a great freebie on there. Check it out. All right. <laughs> Heidi B, and it's the letter B. Yes, B. My middle name is Beth. And somehow I ended up with this Heidi B when Cardi B thing came out. Ah. And, <laughs> and I thought, you know, people remember it. But yeah, that, that's and that's cute. all I needed was for people to remember it. So Heidi B, Heidi B there it is. I was born. There you go. That's really <laughs> cool. You should make a t-shirt that says Heidi B. <laughs> Selling in your boutique. It's cute. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you Thanks, so much. Heidi. It's been a pleasure. And we'll see you at hopefully. Lashcon, so that would be very good. Oh, wait, can you tell us the name of the YouTube channel? Oh, yeah, YouTube channel. She did, but let's say it again. Say it again. It's at Love It Before You Lash It. Yeah, Love at It Before Love You Lash It. Before you lash it. You just, if you just type in Love It Before You Lash It, it'll pop up on YouTube. I, I've tried. So, oh, yeah. Good. So, very cool. Thanks. All right, thanks, Heidi. It's been awesome, and <laughs> we'll right, see you, you guys again have soon. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And really, guys, we, we haven't had some in a while. So it's, it's time. If you've been wanting or been thinking about it, show us some love. It helps us. It actually is really, I mean, really the level of excitement that we get in our office here. When we get a review on there, that's like party time. I feel like we should have a bottle of champagne every time. Actually, probably be drinking too much. But that said, we would like it. So please, if you enjoyed it and you've loved it, that helps us rank higher. That helps other people find us. And that's the one little thing you do for all the free content we give you. So please do that. That would be super, super cool. On behalf of my last drop, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Heidi, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.